welcome back to Out of Office. This is the podcast for people who want to go freelance or are already doing it. My name's Fiona Thomas. I'm the author of the book Out of Office, which you probably know by now, because I have been talking about it for so long now. <laughs> but look, I wrote a book and I'm proud of it, so let's just accept it. Uh, that reminds me, actually, I should definitely do a podcast episode on self-promotion because I know that's something that a lot of people struggle with. I feel like I feel like I have no shame about self-promotion now. <laughs> I think I've just got so hard into it that it's really not an issue so I'm going to make a mental note to try and do an episode of that um, next month so if I don't come and find me on Instagram please remind me. But today seeing as it is the end of the month, the end of March and we're about to move into a new financial year. I thought that this would be a good to a good opportunity to share with you four things that I do at the end of every month. So it's kind of a system that I've got going and I get it in my diary and I do these things every month. Um, and I find that it really helps me feel more organised, feel more calm, gives me a kind of overview of how my business is going, what I need to... Um, what I need to implement, what I need to, um, any changes that I need to make, like what's worked, what hasn't, blah blah blah. So if you um, don't know already, in my book out of office chapter, let me just check, chapter 13 is called admin and organisation and in that chapter I've got lots of tips on invoicing, so like when to send an invoice, how to keep track of your payments, there's a bit on contracts, emails, organising your inbox um, and handy tools for admin and then also at the end of that chapter there's a month in admin list so I know loads of people have messaged me saying that that was really helpful for them just because look it's getting to be you know in, in April you can do your tax return even though it's not due until like January I personally like to do my tax return quite early if you complete the month end admin list in my book I guarantee you that when it comes to doing your tax return it'll take you about half the time as it normally would maybe even less it'll take you about I think it took me like two hours to do it last year which if you don't get organized when it comes to January and you start to do your tax return and you haven't filed any of your receipts you haven't (laughs) documented your income and your expenses it will take you like a full five days I've seen people say that it takes that long so if you do that month end checklist I promise you your life will be so much easier but today I want to talk about some other things um so the first thing that I do at the end of every month and I think this is really important is I look at my income and my expenditure for the month so I am not good with figures I'm not good at maths I'm terrible at spreadsheets like I use when I say I use a spreadsheet I don't even use a formula in it it's basically just a table because I don't understand formulas like I've never been good at that kind of stuff I know you can get software for it but I find like a simple <laughs> a simple table with like my simple figures in it works for me one day I'll pay someone to sort it all out for me but I'm just not at that stage just yet it's working for me just now um so every month I will type into a table all my income so all the money that I've made from freelancing so whether that's um 
payments for people doing my courses, whether it's one-to-one calls, whether it's writing for magazines, writing for brands, um, any of that kind of stuff, I'll put that into my income spreadsheet. And then in my expenses spreadsheet, I'll go through all my receipts, which most of them are digital. So on my bank statements or in my email um, inbox, like I have an inbox, um, I have a folder on Gmail that's called expenses. So whenever I get a receipt through, I automatically just put it into that folder. So I go through all my expenses and put that in my expenses column. So that could be um, business coaching, it could be um, my Canva subscription, it could be my um, insurance, it could be my um, buying printer ink, could be buying pens, like all that kind of stuff. Put that into my expenditure as well. And then it means I can see how much money I've spent, how much money I've made, and I can just do a little bit of a double check that everything's okay and I can look and say hmm like actually that's how much money I made this month because we don't work in an office or a traditional company where you get a wage packet every month so you don't always actually know what your take-home pay is each month you might say like oh I got two invoices paid and I know that they were about like 500 pounds each like that's fine I've made a thousand pounds but then that you haven't made that much money if you've spent 500 pounds to get there (laughs) do you see what I mean that's you've only made 500 pound profit so looking at your income and your expenses is a really good way to just remind yourself like actually am I making enough money am I charging enough am I spending too much like something I've definitely recognized in my expenses over the last 12 months is how much I was spending on travel and really the travel wasn't contributing to my income it was travel to go to events um, or travel to go and see a client for a meeting that actually it could have all been done virtually so looking at that cold hard data every month I think is really helpful because it can see where you can make improvements but also you probably will be quite surprised when you see how much money you make every month and it can um, if you're fancy enough and smart enough to know how to turn that spreadsheet into a pie chart it might actually be really helpful because you can see where the bulk of your income comes from so if you um say you're a photographer and you um i always use photographer as an example let me try and think of another one okay so say you're a graphic designer and you make logos for people you also do um like restaurant templates you also do um training for people and you also offer courses so and then so say you you make money from all these different income streams which multiple income streams is something that I'm very keen on I talk about it a lot um say you find a way to look at all that on a pie chart or even you just look at the amounts and you say actually I'm not making much money from logo design that only makes up about a fifth of my income but when I look at my calendar and I see how much time I'm spending designing logos it takes up about half of my week now that doesn't make sense does it that doesn't make sense um but then if you look at your training so say you you do like two training sessions a week but they're actually getting a lot of interest and they're making you a lot of money and that only takes you like two hours then maybe, maybe, I'm not saying you have to, I'm not saying money is the reason you make all your decisions, but 
it might make you think, actually, I could put a lot more time into the training aspects of my business and make a bit more money. Or you look at that and say, I need to increase my prices for my logo design. (laughs) So like I say, it's up to you what you do with the data, but I think it's important to look at that data every month. What I also do is I do a little bit of a reflection. So I'm just going to get my passion planner. If you don't know, I use um, a paper planner. I'm very much paper minded (laughs) when it comes to planning. Um, And the brand I use is called a passion planner. And at the end of every month, they actually have, sorry, you can hear me flicking through the pages. Um, They actually have um, a monthly reflection at the end of every month. And I, if you don't know, I love a bit journaling started journaling a lot more in the last year or so um, and they have one two three four five six about seven prompts and it says what's the most memorable part of the month what's the three biggest lessons you've learned review I love this one review your planner for the past month and assess your priorities so you can actually see how much time you've spent doing each task which I, I find really helpful so sometimes I'll look back and I'll say oh my god that month was jam-packed with pointless meetings <laughs> so um, then you can write next month I'm going to like I'm only going to take meetings on a Friday or I'm only I'm not going to take any unessential meetings or whatever it's really good to reflect on what you've done and then make changes moving forward also says what did you accomplish this month what are you most proud of um, who are you grateful for this month which I love let me flick back and see if I can read one of my reflections okay so at the end of January um, I've reviewed my planner and I've said I need to do more focus on content planning which I have that's I definitely have done that because now I've started batching my podcast recordings I'm literally recording this is the fifth episode I've recorded in a day and I, so I've definitely stuck to my plans. There you go. It definitely works. Um, in January, what did I accomplish? I submitted the sample chapters for my new book, um, which is brilliant. Um, who are you grateful for for this month? I've put Joe, my husband, my osteopath for being gentle, uh, my therapist for holding space for me, my friend Kirsty for always checking in on me, my friend Nicola because she always sends me memes. <laughs> so yeah um and then the final point it says name three things that you can improve in the the coming month um and at that point i was launching find your voice course so i'd written prep content um get more exercise and fresh air create a positive playlist which i did um, and journal more which i did so it just goes to show that doing that reflection every month does actually lead to positive changes and i find that helps um and diary form because you can write down all those points and then you can flick forward to the next month and you can actually put those tasks in the calendar. I find that really works for me. Um, the next thing I like to do is to set my goals for the month ahead um, and I do that at the end of the month. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't like to sit down on the first of the month and think what am I going to do, because I think I just panic. Same thing with, um, I don't like to sit down at my desk on a Monday morning and not have a plan, because I think it takes me a while to warm up to the day. <laughs> so actually, my mind is more in work mode on a Friday afternoon. So on a Friday afternoon, I'll always plan for the week ahead, and the same thing, um 
is true of the month so at the end of the month I like to plan for the upcoming month um, and I am part of Alice Benham's group coaching program which is called On It and it's really good I'm not sure when the doors open again but it's really affordable if you're looking for a way to get accountability for goal setting um, and we get together every month and we set very flexible goals which I love um, and she always brings it back to the big picture so we will work on quarterly goals so quarter um, quarter one is like January, February, March and we'll have like um, and goals for that quarter and then we break that down into action steps every month. I find that really helpful. So for example my goals for quarter one were to sell 20 spots on Find Your Voice, to record at least three podcasts every month and to write 5,000 words of fiction. So I've already achieved two of those things which is brilliant. <laughs> Need to get on that fiction. And I've not got much time left. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like to have those goals up somewhere visually. I have them on my wall. And then every month I can look at those goals and figure out what action steps I need to take. And I like to write it in my diary. So if you use a paper diary, do the same. Block out however much time you need each day to do the tasks that you know you want to get done to meet your goals. I think that's really important instead of just writing a to-do list I personally find writing it in a set day on the calendar is much more effective and you can do that if you work with a digital calendar as well in fact it may be just as helpful because it means that nobody can book digitally a meeting with you if you've blocked it out to do something that day so yeah set goals for the month ahead something that I I really recommend you do um, at the end of the month especially if you look at your if you've done those first steps that like you've looked at your income and you've seen what's working and what isn't maybe where you want to focus your efforts next month you've journaled your reflections so you know what's worked what hasn't you know how you felt and how you want to feel the things that have made you feel good the things that you want to focus on going forward then use all that information that is data use that information to then set your goals for the month ahead and then the final thing that I like to do is to make a content plan so I don't I'm not saying I am like the world's best at content planning (laughs) but I do think having a loose plan for the next 30 days is really really helpful so at the end of the month I will sit down and I'll write down all the ideas I've got for podcast episodes I'll write down what blog posts I want to write Um, I will have a, a rough idea of what I want to post on Instagram so it could be like I want to post about the podcast every week here's the topics that I want to cover I want to talk about the book at least once a week I want to talk about my one-to-one sessions once a week and that gives me like a little bit of um, a bank of ideas that then I know I can pull on every week and create into Instagram posts um I think having that loose content plan is really that's really helping me at the moment and it's helping me again turn that plan into action steps so once I've come up with those ideas then I will go to my um, diary for the week ahead or the month ahead and I'll say okay on whenever next got a gap in my calendar okay like Friday the 5th I'm going to write a blog post then reflect to the next week and I'll say okay maybe on like Wednesday the 12th I'm going to spend all that day recording podcasts and I plot it into my diary that way and then I find it all gets done and what I'm doing at the moment is for I'm trying to create a month's worth of content in a week 
Um, so for the first week of the month, um, on a, on the Monday, I normally have Alice's on call. So I'll do that on the Monday. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'll leave free to do content. So it'll be writing blog posts, recording podcasts, editing them, and then creating all the promotional material. Um, and I find that really works. So if you are a big um, a big fan of using the digital space to promote your freelance business, which I think you should be, then having a content plan can be, it's not necessarily more, um, it doesn't necessarily take less time, but I find it's more effective because instead of panic posting an Instagram caption every day because you think, oh, I better post something so that people know I'm here, I better tell them that they can hire me. Instead of doing that in a panic, like you're kind of driven by fear to just quickly post something, you're not really thinking clearly. But if you have a plan in place and you create content when you're in a better mindset, I find that it's more effective. So it's worked for me. And yeah, I just think that's a really good idea if you're wanting to get a bit more organised with the month and you want the stuff that you post to actually be effective because what's the point in posting stuff if it's not actually growing your business and getting you any more sales so that is my four things that I do at the end of every month I look at my income and my expenditure I journal my reflections for the month I set my goals for the month ahead and I create a loose content plan for the month ahead so I hope that's been helpful I hope that now you're feeling a bit inspired to maybe go and look at your income and your expenditure and maybe do a bit of journaling and get organized for April don't forget to tag me on Instagram and share this episode with your friends if you found it helpful leave a review if you enjoyed the podcast and remember to subscribe and I will see you next week with a brand new episode bye